Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Brianne. Melanie. You have a request. Okay. Um, we got a message from Michelle Kaz. Mm-hmm. And it was just her birthday. So I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to make you fill this request. Okay. So basically she sent me an article and it says, I really want Brianne's hot take on this. Now, Melanie, (laughs) you know that I live for on the spot hot takes. I know you're really good at them. I really want a podcast that's just that just send me some stuff and i'll tell you what i think see i love that you that she asked you because i'm a deer in headlights and i'll be like uh, 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 i don't know i'm like i I like glad you asked (laughs) and i've known this is a thing but i have made a point of not looking at what it was so i have no idea okay so it has to do with last week's episode okay um the poop one Oh, I couldn't forget. So I'm just going to read you the headline and a little bit of the article. It's only like two paragraphs. Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. So the headlines is, or the headline is, hundreds of roosting starlings die after fireworks set off in Rome. Hmm. Hundreds of birds have died after fireworks were set off in Rome's New Year's Eve uh, animal rights groups have claimed, calling it a massacre. Video footage of roads near main train station in the Italian capital showed scores of birds, mostly starlings, dead on the ground. The reason was not certain, but the International Organization for the Protection of Animals said it looked like that of fireworks and firecrackers set off in a leafy neighborhood that many birds used to roost Roost had been the cause. Lauren Donna Diglio, that is a name, a spokeswoman for the organization said, quote, it could be that they died from fear. They can fly up together and knock against each other or hit windows or electric power lines. Let's not forget, they can also die of heart attacks. Oh, my God. And there you have it. What's your hot take? Okay. So my first thought, which will probably lose us some listeners, is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Don't be an asshole bird if you don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> Um, my second 10% more nuanced thought is, I guess that sucks. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, was it, it, the, the fireworks were deliberately to kill them? I don't think it was deliberate at all. I mean, it was New Year's okay. Eve. Okay. So I think I people mean, were just lighting off fireworks and, you know, the starlings I were... Mean, I- collateral i don't know that people well some people do i guess i shouldn't say that at all but i don't know that society as a whole has that much to say about it when there is a 
deer overpopulation problem and people hunt for deer. Right. I mean, I guess the difference is that it's also meat, which is valuable, but I mean... Uh. <laughs> I mean, they're overpopulated in Rome. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, that's, that sucks, I guess, because that's probably not the ideal way, but I mean... I'm not losing sleep over it. Fuck those starlings. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Happy birthday, Michelle. There you go. Happy birthday. There's my hottest of takes for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw that and, and I'm like, ooh. Brianne by loves all a means, hot take. I do, especially um usually I I really like it to be animal versus animal, ideally. Uh, when I take nature sides more than people versus animals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, send me more. Oh my gosh, we need to do a bracket then. Oh, absolutely. Melanie, do you know how much I love brackets? Really? Do you? Okay. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I am not at all. Do you know how my children ended up with I guess you wouldn't. Why the fuck would you know this? <laughs> Do you know how my children ended up with the bedding sets that they have? No. Okay, I'll tell you. I had no idea what they might want because before that they were in a joint room and it was just a general rainbow theme, but then they got separated and I basically went through the Target website and took a picture of every well, screenshot of every single I'm picturing myself with like a, a, a DSLR camera focusing on my phone to take pictures and then printing them. Anyway, um, I took a screenshot of like every single Cat and Jack brand kids bed set that Target had to offer. And then I took each kid separately in a room and I was like, okay, out of A or B, which one do you like more? And then deleted the other one out of C or D. Which one do you like more? And then deleted the other one. And then after we'd cut those in half, started back at the top until there was one bed set left. The winner. The winner. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. I make all my decisions that way. You have no idea. So we're going to start the new year off right. Let's come up with a list of 20 animals. We're going to make a fucking bracket. Okay. And each week. We'll we'll just go through and we'll narrow it down. And then maybe in a couple months we'll have a winner. I'm so into this. Everyone tell me your animal. Let's let's get Brianne's animal versus animal hot take. Yes. This (laughs) podcast is all I ever dreamed of and more. I'm really excited (gasps) about this bracket. God, me too. I'm a betting girl though, so if anyone wants to do some side betting. Hit me up. <laughs> I'm not, but I am definitely a bracketing girl. Oh my gosh. I'm like the back alley craps playing, like, let me take your money. That doesn't surprise me even a little bit. That's that's very, very unbrand for you. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of our lovely listeners, I have an email to read. Unfortunately, it's not gossip. I wish it were. <laughs> And I would like someone to send us some. But it is a very um, interesting callback to, if anybody remembers, the Faithway Drive sinkhole disaster. And we were talking about um, why people do certain rituals with, you know, teddy bears and roadside crosses, where they come from, why people do specific things. 
Yeah, we sat on that for a while. Yeah. That was an interesting yeah, conversation. I know. Hopefully somebody remembers that. If not, go listen to the Faithway Drive episode. It's pretty good. But we got a super interesting email from a listener named Nicole. And this is one of those things where, like, for me, it validates that we're on the right track as a podcast when we just, I'm not saying this to, like, kiss ass, but we have such cool freaking listeners. Oh, they're the fucking coolest. I mean, they have cool jobs. They have cool stories. They have good punctuation. They, <laughs> you said just, that the other day and I, I died. <laughs> Because I am struck by the punctuation in the emails we get. Y'all, you just don't understand. Like, if you just go back and look at some of my screenshots of text messages that I posted on social media. She likes your punctuation because her partner can't spell, can't <laughs> okay, write. No, no, terrible I'm not grammar. It to you. Uh-huh. It's diff- mm-hmm. It is different in a messenger conversation. I don't think you have terrible grammar. I think you like. My brain works maybe too fast. Maybe let spell check take the wheel and don't proof it or something. <laughs> gets me in trouble sometimes yeah no but like if you just take all of the people of the internet and throw a dart at you know a million of them it's oh god it's not coherent but we get these emails that are just so thoughtfully worded and nicely put together like all of them every single one that i think we've ever gotten it's pretty glorious it it really is it honestly it makes me very very happy because i just feel like we just started this podcast to talk about the things that we wanted to talk about. And it was kind of an, if you build it, they will come thing. And I mean, the people that like it are just cool fucking people. We love you. Okay. So let me get to this email. I promise. I'm really not trying to, everybody should know this. I'm really not that nice. Um, but I, I, I mean that very much. Okay. <laughs> Which part? So, that you're not nice. All of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. <laughs> love them. <laughs> Both. I mean those things in equal measure. Okay. So we have this email and it says, Brianne and Melanie. Hi, ladies. I recently discovered your podcast and I've been wa- making my way through your backlog of episodes. I'm absolutely loving your show. I just listened to the Safe Orders Bubbles, the Faithway Drive disaster. You may have already found an answer, but I wanted to reach out just in case. As a little background, I'm a therapist, licensed professional counselor, with additional training in grief and loss. You were questioning some of the rituals such as teddy bears and hashtags that people tend to do in response to a loss. You guys were right on track. Hell yeah, we were. Woohoo! Ha <laughs> ha! A lot of these behaviors are a combination of traditional ritual, an attempt to find and offer comfort, and an action to help people move through the tasks of mourning. The tasks of mourning are as follows. To accept the reality of the loss, to experience the emotional pain of the loss, to adjust to a world without the deceased, and to reestablish an enduring connection while learning to move forward without them. The idea is that people must accomplish each of these things in order to appropriately process their loss. The actions you mentioned are small acts that help people address these tasks. To the question, why teddy bears, that I'm not exactly sure about. That's sort of like asking why flowers, caskets, burial, cremation, or wakes. Surely it all originated somewhere, but at this point, it's a standard action to lean on when you are lost in your loss and grasping for some type of answer slash normalcy, etc. My guess is that the teddy bears are a sort of symbol and gesture of comfort to yourself and others, like giving flowers to someone who's in the hospital. My guess with the hashtags is that it's a more modern way to interact with the tasks of mourning. Hopefully this helps our strange rituals make a little more sense. And thank you for creating this awesome show, Nicole. 
Oh, thank you, Nicole. Thank you. And that was so interesting. And I just, I love the phrasing of that interact with the tasks of mourning. Yeah. I don't know. That just, that's, that's really, there's a lot to chew on just in that one sentence. Well, it cleans it up a lot. And I feel yeah. like maybe I should reevaluate some of my, uh, your hot takes. <laughs> no, my hot takes. I was going to say my <laughs> grief, my mourning. I think I might have done some things backwards or swept some well, things under a rug. Who among us haven't? But it, it's just, I don't know. I'm also reading this book, which we'll get to in our ending segment about things that we like, that is very much addressing these themes. So it's really timely and interesting for me. And I guess just for me, that's such a visual phrase when they say interact with the tasks of mourning. It just makes me think about this like big creature that like moves into your life or your house when you're mourning and it's not there and that it is like a big black mean shaggy wolf or something and it's there right it's there no matter what you do but at some point you have to interact with it i don't know that's just the the visual that came to mind for me for that so i just really i I love that phrasing yeah it's it's quite beautiful for sure it is and it's also dark which is yeah i like that stuff (laughs) We we have a pretty dark episode. Um, it is an episode that sounds like it's all fun and games at first, but it's, it's actually not. And I've seen things and learned things in the course of researching this. Sort of, I'm not going to lie, they've kind of bummed me out. I'm I've really tried intrigued. To, yeah, I've tried to temper the heaviness of this with some that are just more interesting um but it's about fucking time you're the bummer <laughs> i know but for every because it's a compilation vintage brian um but for every one that i included there are five more that were just too fucking depressing and also not that interesting of a story that i went very far down the rabbit hole before concluding that <laughs> so we're going to do this. I'm intrigued. And then we're, then we're going to have disaster relief at the end. Woohoo! We're going to need it. All right. Also, there's some there's some pronunciations in this that I'm straight up scared of. Well, we're just... <sighs> you have to do the best that you can. You do. Do you know what I'm going to tell you about tonight? I have not a clue. Well, you should. Because I told... You and the audio guy that I had it down to two choices. I asked the audio guy. I said, "No, I don't I think do... you told me the choices, though." I think it was in a screenshot. I said, "Should I do bridge collapse compilation or Brand. escalator compilation?" What? I don't think that you sent that to me. You're Maybe making. You just don't you're read making... the things I send you. Okay, listen. No. Are you going to make me get out Messenger right now? No, I'm already on it, girl. <laughs> I am already on it. I just have to get through all the trash talking conversation that we've had. Um, okay, okay, well, that's easy. Well, there's a lot for... of snake talk because Tag wants snakes. <laughs> and that is a lot of scrolling. Um, oh, I think I see it. Yep, found it. Found it. What? It's no. Uh huh. I'm looking at it before right now. or after MySpace. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. I think after it's right after your beach pictures. 
It is the screenshots with the audio guy and listen listen to this snaky bullshit, by the way. This is this is relevant. So it's this after a, no. There It's the snake conversation. I don't have any screenshots. Oh, I have screenshots. What? Yeah. Bitch. I can't call you a bitch. It's not Oh. Uh-huh. So I asked the audio guy. I said, should I cover bridge and I just saw Spanish flu and bubonic plague. I wasn't even looking at you. No. Wow. Thanks a lot. Would you like to just do a a podcast with with the audio guy? I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That would be fun. So I asked him, should I do an escalator death compilation or a bridge collapse compilation? And what does he say? Spanish flu. Yeah. I said, no. He and he sends me a yes, and I said negative. Write-ins never win. And then he says the plague, and then he says Ebola, and then he says ooh H1N1 and the possibilities of a pig host turning a bird flu and a human flu into a super flu that could kill us all since they're susceptible to both. That's so on this brand for him. It is so on brand for him. And then he said snakes. Yeah, yeah, well, and that that was a little closer to something that might happen. Well, and finally, he answers my question and says bridges, and I immediately said no, escalators. So here we are now. You're doing escalators? I'm doing escalators, and I think that the audio guy may have hexed me a little bit because I have a little bit mixed feelings about my escalators. Maybe I should have done bridges, but we're here now. I'm like hyper aware if I have uh, shoelaces that those okay. motherfuckers so, yeah. are tucked in. We're gonna do we're gonna do a little pre testing here. Tell me your thoughts on escalators. Tell me your experiences with escalators. Tell me where you're at on escalators before we start this. I love an escalator. I do too. I I did too. You know when I don't like escalators? When? When they're not working. <laughs> Oh, that that comes up. (laughs) It pisses me off so bad. And you're like walking up them. And then like the weird lines in the stairs make your vision all look weird and trippy. And don't 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 walk up them. Don't find another way. And then I really like um, the not the stair ones, but the like the pathway escalators in the airport. Where you just that comes up in this, too. I love those because I feel like I've just. I don't know. You feel I'm like I tell you right now, superpower. none of those takes will age well. <laughs> none of those takes are going to age well. Um, I once upon a time last week loved escalators a lot and walkways too. I, I I don't know. I do. I've always loved them, but here we go. Hopefully, by the end of this, no one will love them. That's all I have to. That's all I have to insure you here. So we're gonna start in China. We're gonna spend a lot of time in China. And when we begin, it was the summer of 2011 in Beijing, China. There was a brand new subway station next to the Beijing Zoo. It was 9:30 in the morning. The place was packed. On the escalator going upstairs to the zoo, there were about 30 people heading up, and suddenly the riders. Heard the very last thing that you want to hear on an escalator. A strange grinding noise. Oh, no. Actually, I can think of at least three different you don't want to hear that on an escalator sounds in this episode. There's also a funny click, a roar, and a strange grinding noise. But 
you don't want to hear sounds. No sounds. No, just no sounds at all. Well, so, hum. I, I mean, I guess if it must. At this point, it was a strange grinding noise. And before they could react, the escalator flew into reverse. Oh, I don't like that at all. No, they were on a slow rise up and then they were flying down. Now, as it is, like your balance and center of gravity are a little messed up on an elevator. Like, I don't even know how to describe that, but I feel like you definitely know what I mean. Yes. Like your body is compensating for the weirdness and kind of leaning some direction or another, depending on whether you're going up or down. So when it suddenly changes direction and speed, it's really bad. All of the riders on top fell onto the bottom, onto the people who were already down there. Now, and this kind of math that I'm about to get into is, I don't know if you know, I go down some bullshit rabbit hole that does not need to be gone down like this every time because whenever there's a number, like a weight of something or a length of something, when I hear that stuff, it just means nothing to me. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like a lot. You need visuals. I need visuals. Yes. So I do this every time and this is no exception. So assuming that the gender distribution was pretty even and the people were evenly spread out over the escalator based on the average body weight in China, the top half of the escalator would have had about one ton of human mass on it. Oh, yeah. You don't think about that. I thought you were going to say one ton of human meat. I'm so glad you didn't say that. There's, there's meat in this episode. Maybe not this segment, but there's meat coming. Um, But on top, there's about a ton of humans on it on the top half. And then there's about a ton on the bottom half. So you've got a ton of people on top slamming into the bottom half. So then the people at the very bottom are getting slammed with the equivalent of about two female elephants. Yeah. That's not good. No. And that's not even thinking about like what the velocity would do since they were being thrown and descending. It's not just, you know, bumping or something. Right. It's coming down at you. So one 13 year old boy was killed. Well, I found a source that said he was seven, but that source was a little sketchy and most said 13. So I'm going to go with that. And 28 were taken to the hospital with injuries. So honestly, all the numbers and weights are probably a little bit lowball because I'm assuming that every single person who was on the escalator was taken to the hospital, which probably not. You wouldn't think the guy at the very top would have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> he just landed on a bunch of people. He's like, oh shit. Yeah. So there are pictures. They're gnarly. They're not necessarily gory if you're a weak stomached ghoul like me who kind of wants to look it up but doesn't want to see anything really bad but like just the sight of people laid out like laying down up vertically on an escalator is just so jarring and unnatural it it looks very disastery and the thing about escalator accidents is that they're almost always in places with surveillance footage if that's your thing <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have watched so many horrifying videos this week. You don't even know. Oh, my gosh. Like, I wouldn't even think about that, but you're totally right. Yeah. There's a lot of footage available if you want to watch horrifying stuff. And in the next story, 
that last one was kind of unconnected to the others, but there are actually two weird clusters of incidents that come up in this as far as time and place. They they overlap in terms of time, but not place, which is also weird. So we're going to get into that, but we're going to start with Montreal's subway system. Okay. Okay. So the system had 296 escalators. That's a lot of escalators. That is a lot. But in a three and a half year time period between 2014 and 2017, and kind of bookmark that time frame in your head because we're going to come back to that. Okay. But in that time frame, how many escalator accidents do you feel like might be expected or normal? I would say maybe five a year. Five a year? Okay. So about like. 15, 20? Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, crazy, terrible, you know. Just like anything. Like anything. Like, you miss a step and... Right, right. Okay. Well, that seems... That that sounds about right to me. But the number is actually 626. Oh, no. That's every other day. Wait, what? Uh Uh-huh. Now, you're probably thinking, like, it's just pinched fingers, something minor. First of all, to me, I now know a lot about how escalators work and how even tiny malfunctions or accidents can instantly turn into gaping mechanical jaws that will chew and dismember you. So in my mind, there's no such thing as a small escalator accident. But let's just say, like, that's got to be mostly people stepping on each other's feet or tripping a little or something, you would think. Right. right? Wrong. No. About half of them needed to be taken to the hospital by ambulance. <sighs> so, like, every four days in Montreal's subway system, somebody has a serious enough elevator accident or escalator accident to need to be taken to the hospital. Are we sure it's the escalators and it's not Mm -hmm. just a place where there's a bunch of drunk people? Nope. It's, well, I mean, I don't really know what the cause is. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I kind of have like a low-key Bermuda Triangle style conspiracy theory, but we're going to get to that later. Um, And I mean, the other variable that I have is that like, this is Canada that we're talking about and they have healthcare and an ambulance ride probably won't bankrupt their family so the criteria for what warrants that might be different than what i'm used to right but still (laughs) um a canadian news outlet interviewed a pedestrian named christine who said it's really a lot yeah no shit it is christine (laughs) it's really yeah it's a lot and then a guy named mark said that's an insane amount i guess they were just walking around interviewing people on the street and they were like do you know about this and people did not and one of these people that had an elevator accident during that time period in the montreal subway system was a 48 year old mom named naima she was a vibrant social very helpful woman who volunteered a lot loved helping other women engaging with other women And she had just immigrated from Morocco like a year or two ago with her husband and her five and eight year old sons. Mm -hmm. She was on an escalator going down when her hijab got stuck in the machinery. Oh, bless it. Then her hair. No. So, yep. 
somebody stopped it as she reached the bottom and when the first responders got there she was lying on her back they said clearly trapped and unresponsive and she was pronounced dead at the scene oh my gosh did it break her neck i think it just choked her out but maybe it broke her neck oh that's fucking terrible you know what that reminded me of what this is not as nobody dies Okay. It's a really funny story, though. Okay. So my cousin, she's like one of my favorite people ever. And I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if I'm allowed to share this story. Um, but you're going to just without a name. <laughs> I'm going to. I mean, there's a lot more embarrassing things in this uh, story. Yeah, uh, like I'd rather ask permission, forgiveness than permission. But so she was sleeping. Um, I want to say it was like in her parents' in like my uncle's basement like in her parents basement um but she was sleep she has really long hair and she was sleeping on like the sofa and she had her hair like kind of just leaning over uh the arm of the sofa okay well what she didn't realize or forgot about was there was a paper shredder that was on the side of the sofa and and it was like an automatic one and her hair went in the fucking shredder oh my god like how how much was left oh quite a bit like she like was able to like push it down and like stop it oh now i'm retelling it and you're going oh when I first heard it, I was laughing my ass off. Maybe I should have been a little more gentle. <laughs> I think that's awful. I'm kind of scared of paper shredders, though, so that might be why. Oh, my gosh. I just always feel like I'm going to, like, oops, drop my hand in it somehow. Because <laughs> that's the thing you do. Well, I don't think it, like, traumatized her. Because she has used my paper shredder before. So, but I just thought that was so funny. I mean, it it's interesting. I mean, she wasn't hurt, Jesus so it's Christ. funny. Okay. If she would have got hurt, okay. like I. It's funny. I'll allow it. It's certainly it's certainly much funnier than this story. <laughs> just like, oh, and then also, you know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of those Cabbage Patch dolls from when I was a kid. That would do you do you know the ones I'm talking about? I had a Cabbage were, Patch doll. Okay, I think they were Cabbage Patches. It was definitely some kind of doll, and I'm like 85% sure it was Cabbage Patches. They, they like, chewed, it was supposed to be probably, like, Play-Doh-type food, and would basically, like, it, it, they had these, like, rubbery mouths, and you would put the food in, and it would kind of work its way down their throat, and they would poop it out. But it would get your hair. Really? <laughs> and I think some kids got scalped. I don't scalped. remember that. Yeah, I I think some kids got scalped. I had um, a neighbor in up. Kentucky who won, um, like the Saturday morning like Fox Kids Saturday morning cartoons and stuff, and she won a contest where she won three hundred and sixty five doll or three hundred and sixty five Cabbage Patch dolls. Holy shit! And she got one. She just got. They sent her like a batch every week. Oh my god! So oh my god! Adelaide would love that. I'm so fucking jealous. Okay, so this may have been a little after your time, old lady, because this happened, I believe, when I was eight. So 
Okay, this is from 96. It says Cabbage Patch Doll Eats Girl's Hair. Yeah, I was 16. Th- I am not playing with Cabbage yeah. Patch Doll. <laughs> in the third such incident since Christmas, a little girl's hair got caught in the mouth of a battery-powered doll that mimics eating. Three-year-old Carly Mize was left partly bald on Thursday when her hair was snagged by the doll and pulled out of her scalp. Um, the girl's mother, Tammy Mize of Easley, South Carolina, said, when I picked up when I picked Carly up, the doll was attached to the back of her head. The Cabbage Patch Snack Time Kid doll, which is supposed to eat plastic chips and other fake food, has no on-off switch, and Miss Mize said she had to prize the doll off Carly's head with no success. It kept rolling her hair inside the head. It pulled her hair from the root. She is completely bald all the way down the back of her head. Oh, no. I, I really think a couple kids got scalped. When I, I That Googled, sounds like a scary movie. I googled baby doll that scalps you, and Google knew exactly what I meant. <laughs> I, I remember these dolls, their mouths had that, like, rubbery consistency that's, like, tacky, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, and, thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. It was not good. So, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, that's that also makes me think of that. So, yeah. There's, there's that horrible tale. And as an addendum to that, it probably shouldn't surprise you that initially... It was reported that this woman's scarf had gotten caught. And then eventually it came out that she was a hijabi woman. And it just turned into a dumpster fire of people being shitty about it. Which Because people fucking suck and they have to make an issue out of anything that has nothing to do with them. Leave people alone. And holy shit, it, it, it doesn't... God... Um, okay (laughs) i have nothing to say about that that is useful other than don't be a goddamn pine cone don't be a goddamn pine cone i mean the racism and shittiness is bad enough but also like what does that have to do with anything it's Are, are are we supposed to be dismissing it and we're like oh well in that case fuck her what what yeah just go to the comment section these days too on anything i mean no i got there's a group there's like a tag group called not reading the comments is self-care and yeah i can't so, help myself the next one is worse than the last okay <laughs> the second escalator uh i and this is also one where I'm terrified of the pronunciation and I will always have to give the pronunciation disclaimer, which I hate giving for all the reasons that you know. I just, I feel like a dipshit, insensitive person, but I'm, it's a Chinese name and I'm not Chinese and I couldn't find much on the internet about how to pronounce it. We'll meet for the first time in China. Post-pandemic, and we're going to learn some shit. Sound good? I I think we actually might have a plan for where to meet now. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Someday, when it's safe again, our families are going to take a cruise together, and we're going to record an episode on a ship. I think it's the only option. Uh Uh-huh. I'm dismissing all further suggestions now. I hope you So we will not be meeting in china but if we were we sure as the 
fuck would not get on an escalator? And you are about to know why. Okay. Okay. So in July of 2015, and again, kind of bookmark that date. Like, you don't need to memorize it, but make note. Mm -hmm. July of 2015. A 31-year-old woman named... All right. Bear with me. I wrote it down phonetically. I'm still going to fuck it up. Xiang Lijuan, I think, was shopping at the mall with her little boy who was about two years old. She was very low-key woman, good mom. People said she wasn't, you know, fancy or anything. They, they said she wasn't into makeup. Like, that's, like, some kind of virtue thing, which... She probably didn't well, fucking have time if she had it too. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's a little problematic when you're, like, talking about someone and you're like, she's a great mom, she doesn't like makeup. Like, shut up. But I know what they were trying to say. Right. Um, she was a natural beauty. Yeah. She had taken her son to the mall playground while her husband and family shopped. So three days before she visited the mall in China, maintenance workers had opened a panel at the top of one of the escalators to do routine checks on the machinery. Now, do you know what I mean when I'm talking about the panel at the top? Because I realize people may not. Yes, do I you do. you know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. It's, it's that long metal piece that it, that the stairs kind of roll into that connects the stairs to the floor. Because they don't roll directly into the floor. There's like a metal covering there. So when they finished, for whatever reason, they didn't replace the panel properly. Possibly. Although... I think that maybe these panels were just a little bit shitty also, but it must have kept trucking on for a few days after that. But then on Sunday, it started acting funky. Uh, somebody who worked there went up the escalator and like just about fell through the panel. So they notified management at the mall that the panel wasn't sitting right. It was loose. And I don't know what they planned to do or what they would have done about it, but I know what they didn't do. Oh, they didn't no. fix it. Although, to be fair, how fast can you fix it? They didn't shut down the elevator. They didn't block off the elevator. <laughs> it seems that they posted up three untrained shop assistants at the top of the escalator. Did I just say elevator a bunch of times? It's possible. I think you said it earlier and I'm like, eh. I'm realizing as I look that I have elevator written down like 50% of the time. <laughs> Was it an autocorrect? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's just my brain refusing to differentiate between the two. So I will just do a blanket apology for that now. I think I've already done it like at least 10 times. And I will definitely do it at least 10 more. So know <laughs> that there are no elevators in the story. It's and all escalators. Turn on the autocorrect in your brain to know that if I say elevator, I don't mean it. <laughs> so they put three untrained shop assistants at the top of it close to the emergency button that would shut it down but I guess they didn't give them any instruction on what to do if someone actually got onto it and started escalating toward the loose panel so when they saw her and her little boy start their ascent they didn't do anything at first then they called out to her as she's halfway up the escalator already oh no 
And they warn her that the panel is loose. I think she was about halfway up. And they were like, this panel is messed up. When you get to it, jump over it. So, so what happened next is horrific. There is CCTV footage that shows everything. Now, remember the panels, that metal piece that connects the floor to the escalator stairs. It's pretty big. Right. If you, when you step off the top step, you have to cross a distance of probably about like the equivalent of four stairs lined up. Like, you know, how, how long. The, right. You know what I mean. It's big. Like the, it's, yeah. It's, I would bet it's three to four feet, maybe. Yeah, you're Bef- right. Yeah. Before you would be onto level ground. So in the video, the three assistants are just standing there by the edge of the panel and she is holding her son under his arms up off the ground like she's ready to like leapfrog him over it as they get to the panel. So, I mean, in my opinion, I guess this is something that I would have to really get on an escalator and kind of try to think about. And I may be super wrong in either direction, but in my mind... It's a distance that's right on the edge of how far a person could easily just jump across coming from the position of being off balance on an escalator without momentum to try to clear it. And she's coming up, not down. So, I mean, imagine trying to jump over a four foot stretch at the with a kid. The escalator. Yeah, that I, I mean, I guess you probably could. I don't know. So employees are standing there telling her to jump as she gets there she lifts her son up higher and quickly steps onto the panel which starts to collapse immediately she's immediately pulled down into the machinery (sighs) and what happens as that happens she throws her child up to the three women and about two and a half seconds after the panel first gave way when she was still standing All that's still above ground is her chest and arms reaching up. Oh my fucking god. She was very quickly sucked down into the gears. And the escalator was taken apart and her body couldn't be recovered for another four hours. She didn't make it, obviously. They caught the kid, yeah? Yeah, the kid was fine. And her husband was at the bottom of the escalator and saw it happen. And I mean... You know, all the news coverage is like, you know, her heroic last act was saving her son. And this is kind of dark, but I feel like as a mom, you will probably get it. Like, that is horrible. And I don't want to perpetuate this thing of just this, like, problematic social image of selflessness of mothers. Like, we want to live, too. Right. (laughs) But part of me can't help but think that if that were me... And I had, you know, some kind of horrible knowledge of what was about to happen. But, like, the the god or something came down and spoke to me and said, Look, this is about to happen. I'm sorry you're about to die. But your kid will be okay. Throw him up. He's going to be rescued. He's going to be okay. I feel like on some level I'd be like, okay. Right. Exactly. I feel like that. Like, if you knew that was going to be the outcome, obviously you'd rather you both lived. But well, if God's if you coming down to talk at me, end. he better be like, <laughs> "Bitch, you better turn and run down that escalator." Right? Yeah, but like, if you just knew somehow, I feel like on some level that's how you would want it to be. If you knew, I don't know. I just feel like you would have some sense of 
peace knowing that your child is safe would would make it exactly so as an addendum to this there are multiple other stories that tend to be associated with this one and i thought a lot about whether to include them all individually but the research for that was getting so grim and repetitive and depressing i realized that the episode would be too if i did so okay i'm not really sure what the thing is with chinese escalators i'm not qualified to speculate on it i don't know enough about any of that to speculate and i could probably speculate if it was a big problem here and i would because you know i love my hot takes but i don't i don't know but a lot of the articles that i read basically talked about a culture of wanting to get these technological things built and installed and up and running really quickly at the cost of safety so i mean i assume that must be part of it but i don't really know but a few days literally a few days after she died another man got his leg caught in an escalator in china where it was shredded and it had to be amputated A few days after that, a one-year-old's arm was similarly wrecked in another Chinese escalator. A few months later, a four-year-old boy was playing unattended on an escalator in China. As it reached the bottom, where the moving handrail, like, rolls down into the bottom part... Oh, no! He got pinched and dragged down. And... I'm not positive. I think he must have gotten caught by the back of his shirt because he suffocated before he could be extricated. Three months after that, three preschool-aged girls were at another mall in China. At least one of them was in the care of her grandmother who worked there. The escalators only ran a couple times a month, and they ran this time without any warning or announcement. I don't know if it was typical for there to be some kind of like overhead announcement that they were gonna be running i mean i wouldn't think that would be here one of them was three years old and she climbed up on the moving handrail apparently to try to ride it to the top and she rode it for like a few feet lost her balance and fell over the edge and she fell four stories and died there's video oh no yeah Her grandmother said she was very obedient and she thought she could be trusted and that there should have been announcements made when escalators turned on and better railings. And the mall said, quote, the child is so young, the parents should look after her well. That's all sorts of... Yeah. Sounds like both parties are blaming the kid, which... Well, it sounds like the mall is blaming the parent slash grandmother. But, I mean, I... I I could just, it would be a litany of these stories. And it's, it's weird. Almost every single one was around late 2015, early 2016. A, A lot of them in China, but not all of them in China. It's, it's strange. It's truly strange. Like, I wonder what the common denominator is. Like, I don't know. Like a bump heart or it's like. Well, I think it was some kind of like attempted robopocalypse elevator up escalator uprising around then <laughs> is my personal theory. It's weird, Melanie, you it, don't understand. No, it is, it is totally weird. 
Like I, you know, I'm reading, you know, Ranker had a really good list about this and then I'm branching off into other lists and just random things. And I usually, when I do compilations, I'll usually start with some type of source, like a Wikipedia list or a Ranker list or something, and then also build off of that. And when I do, for a variety of reasons, I like to just put them in chronological order. So I'll research one and plug it in where it goes and then research another and, and maybe it comes before that or whatever. So I'm doing that, and then this time period is just getting so crowded, it's down to the day. <laughs> it's like in October 1st, 2015, well then in October 3rd, 2015, well then in October 17th, 2015. And it's largely in China and Montreal, but a lot of different places. And it's it's just, it, it got weird. It got really weird. It sounded like there needed to be an escalator recall. Of the universe, listen... I read a book called Robopocalypse and it kind of started like this and it spooked me out. <laughs> and I, I think that they were all like, this is it. This is our moment. This is not a moment. It's the movement. We're all the hungriest escalators with something to prove. Have when. you seen, did you see the video of the dirty dancing robots and the dog? No. And I don't want to. Okay. I don't like robots. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, they had like a whole, because I guess it just went viral. Um, the, these robots dancing to the Dirty Dancing theme song. Um, but they did a whole, it was like on the weekend news, and they did like a whole spread um, on like just different hot takes on the video. Um, but they were showing kind of like the evolution of these particular robots, and they were showing how like the inventors were like dragging them and punching them and kicking them to just like i guess like reactions the wrong word but just to i don't know but i'm like you should not be doing that no 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 because they're gonna get you it creeps me out i'm telling you man people don't believe me i'm telling you look up the (laughs) dirty dancing robot video when we're done okay i'll consider it so, it, yeah, I, I I don't know what went on there. I, I feel like maybe they, they were trying to pull something all at once. But here we go. This one is super short and there's very little information about it, but there is video and it is so strange. It, it has to be discussed. So it's Christmas, of course, 2015 in Russia. And a 54-year-old man named Almez is in a shopping mall. So he's walking toward an escalator headed down, wearing a jacket and like a train conductor hat. And at about eight seconds into the video, he steps onto the escalator, holding the handrail on both sides, like one hand on each side. And that's at eight seconds. At 11 seconds into the video, he like falls over the side what the there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the escalator itself the handrails are like waist height the normal point it like it almost seems intentional but i don't think it was the i mean this trip like nothing like no no he he just kind of 
Did a ghost like, pick him so, up and throw him? <laughs> it's so outrageous and exaggerated. Like, honestly, to me, what it looks like is an infomercial reenactment. Like, when they're <laughs> trying to sell you, like, a special Snuggie with a built-in feed bag for popcorn. And they're showing you someone in black and white, like, dramatically juggling with a regular popcorn bowl to illustrate, like, how possible I they are to use. I fucking hate those commercials. Well, I used to, and then... I mean, the commercials are still stupid. But then, do you know about the whole thing with those commercials? No. Like, as seen on TV stuff? I didn't either, and then I saw it pointed out somewhere, and I've never been able to look at this stuff the same way again. Which is that most of this stuff is actually accessibility aids for, like, disabled people. But if they're just marketed as that, they don't, they don't get any attention or publicity or anything and people don't know about them so they're kind of marketed as these ridiculous do you need a hot dog cutter kind of things but it's really meant to be accessibility aids for the most part that is fucking fascinating yeah there it's a whole thing that would totally shift my opinion yeah, it did mine too. I mean, the the commercials are still kind of dumb, but generally, and now that I have a rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis, a whole lot of that is making more sense. Right. Um, like stupid stuff that's just, yeah. I'll, I'll send you an article about it. We should post it because it's actually, it is really interesting. That is fascinating. Once you know it, you can't unknow it. And then you see those and you're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah. I don't love that we have to well, fucking yeah. gift wrap something that could be helpful for somebody that really needs it. Right. Exactly. Well, so this guy, he just launches right over the side for some goddamn reason. And the kicker here is that he lands directly on an old man, like directly on an old man. Wait, is it was... he an old man? I mean, he's 54. I guess that's only 14, Damn. 13 years older than me. Yeah, calm it down. <laughs> Apologies. He lands direct. I think this guy's actually old. Lands directly on this old guy who was disembarking from the escalator next to him onto the lower floor. Now, like, let it on, like, like, piggyback like I mean, like a missile. It's so the guy my, who the mental picture I have in my head is so stupid right now. It honestly it is pretty stupid. I watched this video so many times and I'm just like, why? Like how? I sl- I slowed it down even and watched it frame by frame because one second this guy is standing and the next he's just like, bye bye. <laughs> it's weird. So, you have to watch it. So, I mean, unfortunately, he did die as soon as he landed. When this is said, there was a lot of... Yeah, stop your laughing abruptly. When this is said, there was a lot of blood. But, okay, here, this will make you feel better. The old guy was able to just get right up. And he was okay. He went to the hospital because he had broken bones and a concussion, but he survived. Wow. And then the police later said that the guy might have been drunk, which I, 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 I would hope so. I 
Even then, I don't really get it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So, next up is the tale of 33-year-old James Darst. So we keep having to pause. Because <laughs> I'm in the same room as the audio guy. And he just came off a... I don't even know how many hours. Like, probably 16. Uh, like, a 16-hour shift. He's an RN. He's exhausted. And he is snoring like a goddamn freight train. <laughs> and He's going to be I, so I'm, pissed when he has to edit this. God, it's so much. And I'm so very sympathetic to how tired he is. But he also wakes up very disoriented um (laughs) like he wakes up in this like fugue state where he he thinks he knows things that aren't real like he'll i'll i'll be laying in bed next to him like watching tiktok on my phone or something and he falls asleep and then he wakes up like three minutes later and he's like why are you still awake it's been six hours I'm like, no, it hasn't. I've watched like three TikTok videos. They're one minute long. It really hasn't. And he's like, no, the whole night's passed. It's been forever. You have to go to sleep. And he just, he wakes up with these ideas. I wonder if he's ever like woken up late for school, like recently. <laughs> Not recently. The, he, there was this one time when we were really young because in hindsight we got together pretty young we were like 21 and 22 um and at first we were living with his mom and brother and his brother was younger so he would have been maybe like i don't know 15 16 at the time and in the middle of the night everybody was sleeping one time and this sound started like a like an alarm or electronic sound kind of like a screaming alarm sound Uh uh-huh like a feedback almost only incredibly loud and everyone runs out into the living room because that seemed to be where it came from and his brother came out and he was like why were you messing with the tv speakers what were you doing and his brother had been in his bedroom asleep and he's like i wasn't i didn't do anything he's like yes you were i know you did (laughs) and we ended up finding out what i don't remember what it was but it it wasn't that (laughs) And, I mean, he just, he really thinks he knows what's happening in the world when he wakes up. And he doesn't. He doesn't at all. Does he pass out and then you go to change the channel and he's like, I'm watching that. No, that's me. I'll own that. That's that's (laughs) definitely me. Like, I'm I'm definitely the what? I wasn't sleeping. One of the two of us. Um, But, man, he wakes up real disoriented and grumpy. So... (laughs) He needs to get some of those nose strips for recording or something if he's going <laughs> to, if this is going to happen. So uh. if you haven't checked our Patreon out yet and you would like to join and help us purchase nose strips for the <laughs> audio guy. Do your part to fight COVID. <laughs> By the way, with regard to your recent social media announcement that we were moving to Wednesdays, I really like how you you were just like, don't you want to fight COVID? Then you're going to be fine with this. Like, very confrontational. I told you, pregnancy is making me (laughs) mean. Because you had, you know, you're like, oh, man, we're kind of having a little bit of, you know, 
editing issues. Eric is working his fucking ass off. Like it's, he is. It's bananas. He is. So I was just like, well, we'll just move it to Wednesdays. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. And that, but then I read your social media post, and it's like, do you want COVID to win? No. <laughs> then shut up. <laughs> God damn, Melon. Is it rude? I mean, I liked it. I just feel like if somebody has no a problem said it was rude, so with I the episode, if someone has a problem with the episode being released on Wednesday, how about you just pretend we fucking took a break and then you listen to <laughs> Wednesday's episode next Tuesday and then you have new episodes on Tuesdays? How about that? Hey, look at you. That's that's smart. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. I will right. be so nice. Um, as soon as I poop out this baby. I kind of hope you're not. <laughs> I kind of hope you're not. I I actually would like to keep You this. like this version of me? I, I do. I have been very sassy lately. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I have gotten a welcome break from being the mean one. I didn't know I even needed a break from that, but I, I like it. Actually, no, I'm still the mean one. Now I just have company. <laughs> wonderful all right moving on next up is the tale of 33 year old james darst this was a dude with a huge personality he was born in 82 to a family full of musicians he was a drummer he finished his bachelor's in computer science when he was 23 he immediately got a job doing it consulting where he could work where he would work for the next decade and then he met a girl named katie he went by Jamie, which is cute. Katie and Jamie. I, I think like that's adorable. That. I know. They got married when he was 27, and then they had a baby boy named Dylan about three years into their marriage. That is like an all-American family of names. Katie, Jamie, and Dylan. I know. So, Jamie loved being a dad. He loved having fun with his son. And then in the spring of 2016, things were going great for him. He was 33, which is how old I'm going to be in a month, because that was deeply relevant to the story. No, I do this with the disasters. I'm glad you (laughs) said that. Um, I always, like, look at people's age, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm the same age as you. Yeah, and then sometimes you realize that the guy you just called old is not that much older than you. I know, I'm a dick. You are. So, Jamie's 33, he's married, he's got a beautiful wife, a three-year-old son, and he had just gotten a promotion within the company he'd been with for 10 years, and Katie was pregnant again. She was ready to pop. I don't, I don't know, but I imagine she had to be stressing when he had to go to a three-day conference over 700 miles from home when she was very close to delivering. I've like been in her, that situation. It, right? It's horrible. Her, her mom group had to have been getting an earful. Is all I have to say about that. And I have I have absolutely no insight whatsoever into whether he like had to go, whether there is any source of conflict about that. I have no clue, but I imagine at the very least she had to have been stressed the hell out. So at 2.30 in the morning on April 7th, Jamie and some of his co-workers went into a casino in New Orleans up in your neck of the woods. I guess it's not up at all. And after an hour there, they decided to go upstairs to a nightclub called the Masquerade Club. 
they were having a good time, cutting loose a little. I don't know for sure, but I cannot fathom that they weren't drunk. They had to be drunk. And together, they started up an escalator to get to the Masquerade Club. And for whatever reason, I I don't know why, they passed a curtain that I don't think they were supposed to pass. They Mm. may have climbed a partition, I don't know. But once they were on the escalator, Jamie tried to do that thing where you slide down the handrail that you would normally do, like, on a banister. Yep. I don't think he was the only one doing it. I think his coworkers may have joined him in those shenanigans. And you know how tacky escalator handrails are. They're, like, rubber. And I'm telling you, like, in New Orleans, everything is fucking sticky. Because <laughs> you just have a ton of fucking drunk people... I mean, you walk the streets with drinks. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. It's just everything's, yeah. everything's sticky. Yeah. Anyway, well, I mean, those are sticky even normally. I think they're, in fact, rubber. So he lost his balance and fell. His co-workers rushed to his side but couldn't revive him. Oh, and man. he died. And get this. Three days after his death, Katie delivered their daughter, Maisie. Oh, three fucking days. That's fucking rough. Pour one out for Katie. Man, that is a big ball of <sighs> lots of emotions right there. Ugh. Yeah. And I tell you one thing, I will not deal with the mentality that people get when you hear stories about someone doing dumb shit and dying. Yeah, it's dumb shit. I mean, I guess you can say... Like I said about Starlings, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But fuck off. Also, kindly, fuck off. Because you got to have some sort of fun in your who life. Who hasn't done some dumb shit? We just got lucky. I've done so much dumb shit. And I I don't know if I should say this. So I'm, I'm going to drag you into confessing a crime with me. Okay. Do you, like, deep dive into people sometimes that you are researching? like too deep yeah like look up their social media (laughs) oh yeah totally okay i mean i would not feel comfortable saying anything that i found because i'm a little too good at stalking people no Um, i've done it a couple times i think i'm a little more lucky because a lot of the things i do are pretty old-timey yeah, I don't really do old-timey if I can help it. But I just, I, and I don't, it's not for any kind of gross reason, honestly. I just, if there's someone in a situation like this, I like to get a feel for who they were, what kind of person they were. You know, is this like some kind of party animal good old boy? Is like, what, what what's the vibe here? Right. And... I mean, I'm not really going to say anything that I found, but I definitely got down a rabbit hole about this guy and his family and his life, and I am not having it with anyone talking shit because he is a perfectly normal husband and father. And he had a lovely wife, and he came from a loving family who misses him horribly. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I'm thinking when you're at these work events whatever it may be um they're boring as fuck Mm -hmm. and then but when you have them in places like new orleans they're here for a purpose so you can 
cut a rug afterwards because you've just spent 12 hours, you know, in literal hell. Mm-hmm. So I just, what's the point of living if you just can't fucking cut loose sometimes? You know what I mean? Yeah. It and sucks I mean- that this shit happens. Totally does. Um, but that's like, I don't know. I have a hard time with stuff like that. Like when Aria was three years old, she was jumping on the fucking couch. And I said, don't jump on the couch. And she broke her collarbone. Oof. She still jumps on the couch. Of course she does. <laughs> you know of what I mean? It's just like sometimes you just got to live a little. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wish she wouldn't jump on my couch because it's new. Yeah. But. And I mean, I, I just I know this has kind of come up before, like the fireworks episode. There was one guy in that who seemed habitually reckless and just like the kind of guy that buys illegal fireworks and tries to show them to his friends who really don't want to see them and freaks people out and just does shit like this. And I mean, honestly, if that's the life you're living and that's the end you meet... I'm not glad it happened to you. That's sad. But it makes but I sense. Mean, I think it's fair to characterize you in that manner as someone right. who just does this shit all the time. But the one-off is stuff where you're yes, just having yes. a good time. And, you know, and there's some that are like, like in the roller coaster episodes, people who just stand the fuck up and unbuckle on a roller coaster. I mean, that's basically suicide. It, I I can't really get with that. I mean, I'm not going to talk shit about someone who did one dumb thing and then got their head chopped off. Right. But I mean, come the fuck on. But like, you you probably wouldn't think this was that big of a deal. Especially if you were just trying to, I mean, you shouldn't do it. Like, don't try that at home. But like, say that you decide to do that, you might reasonably think this is a tacky rubber rail it's going to be easy to hold on to right you rationalize it's not yeah I, so i just and you really it, rationalize from when what drinking. i can gather this guy doesn't seem to be some kind of habitual dipshit right he really doesn't i mean not that we get a bunch of people saying shitty things but like if you're thinking a shitty thing please stop don't do it exactly. his family's very sad i love that you just Asked me if I was a nosy fuck. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. I mean, it's, I'm looking like it's it almost an up. ethical gray area, but it probably is. I just, I, I, all I can say is that it's not for a bad reason. It's, it's just I, you know how I feel about people in these stories who die and. If I can get some sense of them as a human being, even if I'm not really referencing any of those things in particular, it feels more respectful. And yes, I am a nosy fuck, but I will honestly say that for the most part, that's not where that's coming from with this. Right. So, uh, rest in peace, James, and God bless you, Katie, you poor woman. And by the way, Maisie's like the cutest name ever. Oh my ever. God, I know. And Dylan and Maisie, I think that's adorable. So... And some of that I found in his obituary, and I'm I'm iffy on whether to include obituary stuff. Generally, if it's easily Googleable, I think that's fine. And I feel like in a situation like this, people know that when it's kind of a like this kind of story where the comment sections are going to be trash, right? When they're writing the obituary, they have to know they're kind of 
people are going to look him up. Like, it's, people are going to. Right. And I feel like they know that and understand that when they're writing the obituary. Now, I am very good at finding things that don't even mention names and tracking down extremely obscure things. And in that case, if it's sufficiently buried that I really had to dig for it, I'm not going to reference anything I found in that other than like in the, um, oh, what episode was that? It was the one with the Joanne shooting, but what was the actual topic of that episode? Oh, that was um, the Black Friday episode. Oh, yeah, the Black Friday episode. Like, in that one, I I think I corrected someone's age because that I got from the obituary. But that one was super, super buried, so I'm not going to... But, like, this one, you know, a lot of the timeline for his life and details about his family came from his obituary. But it was very easily Googleable, so I think that's fair. Hey, if I knock off before you do... <laughs> Do not let Cody write my obituary, please. Oh, uh, you live a wild life. You you're gonna. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't but know. you're gonna. <laughs> but just in case. Okay. Why? Was he gonna talk shit? He's not gonna talk shit. It's just gonna be boring. <laughs> I don't want I'll a boring. Sp- I'll spice it up. I I'll write something an alternate s- obituary. I want something so spicy that it winds up going viral. I got you. Thank you. I definitely got you. So, in March of 2018, there was an escalator in Turkey. It, it haunts me how many times I know I've said elevator in this episode. <laughs> there was an escalator in Turkey that was out of service. So, it was just static. What have you done when you've encountered a static escalator? Now, I wrote down to ask you that, but I already know because you already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I go up it and then I mm. wonder why the lines in the escalator cause such a weird optical illusion for me. Like it well, feels I- like it's still moving <laughs> even though it's not. I can't speculate about that, but... Other than that, that is what they did, just using the static elevator escalator, God bless it, using the static escalator as regular stairs, which I have also done. I will not do again, because there's probably a reason that it's off. Well, then they should close it off, right? They should, but have you been listening? Do you think they will? (laughs) No, they're, they're not. Of course they should, but like don't assume anything about that what they should do is what they're gonna do because trust me they're not who's they too when it comes to escalators people uh store people maintenance people mall guys just yeah i i would have thought the same thing we are so dumb. We are so gullible. Like, we see, and god damn, I mean me as much as anyone, we see a thing in public and we're like, I'm sure this is safe. Like, there have to be some protocols. Surely if it wasn't safe, it would be blocked off. Well, wrong. We're very trusting. We are, and we shouldn't be. So, this, they're walking down this escalator, which is turned off. And suddenly, it abruptly turns on, which 
knocked the people who were walking downstairs off balance. Mm. And as it does, at way faster than the normal speed, one man is walking over that plate that we talked about between the floor and the top step. Yep. And when the escalator starts moving, the entire plate is dragged forward and out from under him. He falls into the inside of the machinery. And then, this is so horrifying, you watch it close over him and then he's gone. Oh my god! It just, like, eats him. And just it's like a eats him. metal sinkhole. Mm-hmm. It really is! Oh my god, that's our band name also. Metal sinkhole. Yes! <laughs> so the escalator keeps Puts running. It's a whole new more. meaning to death metal, huh? Oh my god. Oh fuck. So it keeps running at like a more normal speed for a couple seconds and then it stops, which also I found out later after I'd already done this part that there that's part that's a feature, not a bug, is that if you hit emergency brake, it doesn't jolt to a stop, it slows to a stop with the thought that it will not knock people off balance. So it's going real fast. Then I guess someone hits the button. It runs slower for a couple seconds. Then it stops. Now, amazingly, he was removed alive after an hour by cutting open the side of the escalator. Oh, wow. Which really is amazing. If you know anything about how the inside of an escalator works, which I do now, like Daddy Pig on Peppa, I'm a bit of an expert. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this documentary called Eaten by an Escalator. There's a legit documentary called... I mean, define legit. Is it, um, like, a very... (laughs) Like, it exists. It exists. I don't care about production value. Right, exactly. It's very, uh, forensic filesy. Um called eaten by an escalator and this guy who's an expert had the most deadpan quote about the inside of the machinery he said it's a very hostile environment there's gonna be no winners (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess technically in this case there was because the guy did live but all right i want to see what uh like an og um escalator patent looks like oh me too actually i meant to look that up and i forgot to so in august 2018 and i'm gonna be brief with this one because it's not technically an escalator but these two little girls stepped onto a moving walkway like you were talking about in china like the kind that you see in airports that are like just escalators but flat right And like with most of them, there's two of them, maybe more, at least two of them side by side. So it was these two little girls. And when I say little girls, I would say that they're probably about between the older ones, probably eight to ten. And the younger ones, probably uh, four or five. Okay. So the two little girls step onto one. And as they do, a woman with a child who looks like a boy who's maybe seven or eight is about to exit the one next to them. And as she does, the girls fall. And one of them, her leg somehow gets dragged down in between the slats. Oh, no. It's the the older one. Now, the thing that I love about this is that the woman with the child who was just coming off, who is not with these girls, immediately, and I mean immediately, 
gestures for her own child to stay on the regular ground and hauls ass onto the other walkway. Doesn't even hesitate before she throws herself down on the ground and pulls the child's body up and she positions her so the little girl is basically in her lap with only her legs stuck down between the stranger's legs in the ground. So something is clearly wrong with this walkway. Right. And this other mom has in a split second i mean the time between when she sees this happen and the time between when she's underneath this remarkable is unreal it's superhuman in a split second she's made it so that if anything else gets dragged down in there it's going to be her that's fucking crazy i love that yeah i mean it is so fast like it's unreal so she's holding her you can see her yelling for help and then the other littler girl starts reaching toward her friend's leg probably to try and pull it out and help and this woman just like swats her back immediately like does not miss a beat and someone stopped the walkway and after an hour they were able to get her free her leg looked rough when it came out i mean it's awful that could have been so much worse though yeah like this woman her mom reflexes were unreal but to swat the other one that's like so smart because it's like like if someone is electrocuted and then like you instinctually want to do something but then you're gonna get electrocuted too yeah and i just i feel like the easy i don't that's a weird way to put it i was gonna say the easiest instinct i guess the most natural instinct would be to go over there and just kind of like you know pull her up or grab her up or something but she sat down and positioned the kid in her lap so that like the the, there was no other part of the girl that the machinery could get that's incredible she she it's it's amazing i'll send you the video obviously it's it's going to be linked in the show notes too but i'll send it to you specifically so as far as I know, she was fine. I mean, I'm sure there's no possible way at least her ankle wasn't broken. Her leg was in bad shape, but I don't I don't think she died or anything. So, Wow. This is the last one. Here we go. Now, usually I like to kind of walk you through these things like you're there so you don't really know what's coming until it comes. Right. That's kind of my thing. But for this one, I'm going to read you the title of the Guardian's article about this incident in October 2018 because it really sets the tone. Okay. Football fans injured in apocalyptic Rome escalator collapse. Oh. (laughs) And holy shit, it is. It is. This is just one of those stories that is so frustrating as a disaster podcaster because some things you just have to see it like you just have to watch it right and it's it's hard to do it justice in words this video is an absolutely packed escalator going down and i'm bad at estimating this kind of thing but i slowed down the clip and i tried to estimate and i would say there were at least 50 people on it maybe closer to 100 brand that is some dedication <laughs> thank this is you why this thank episode wasn't service. ready until like five hours ago um because i was calculating the average body weight in china and how much female elephants weigh and you're and doing slow- frame by frames frame by frame yeah like i mean obviously if i only got it under 50 or 100 i didn't do that well but it, it's somewhere in there and i did my best so 
Suddenly, speaking of sounds you don't want to hear in escalators, there was a roar. Mm. And then it was just absolutely flying down plunging at breakneck speed that this the the speed stuff is the (laughs) scariest part to me like the sounds yeah but the like just out of nowhere something speeds up super fast i don't Mm -hmm. like that or or and goes backwards yeah yeah and you know like based on the length of an escalator ride none of the people even at the very back could have had more than a few seconds to prepare to get to the bottom but you can kind of see people at the top holding onto the sides, like bracing for impact. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the part in Titanic where Jack and Rose are on top of the ship and it goes under. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's happening. There's nothing you can do. Just like, hold on, I guess. So at the bottom, people are just being plowed off of the last step and into the people in front of them before anyone could possibly move. It is just... I I can't describe the speed. (laughs) And there are sections on the side, like the median between the two escalators, and a couple people are frantically just scrambling onto that part and then sliding down. And one guy right in front of whoever's filming helps a younger guy onto it, and he just kind of bump slides, like, really roughly to the bottom. There are pictures of the bottom of the escalator, and a bunch of the steps at the bottom are just completely collapsed, like crumbled. So it's at least accelerating in the correct direction, unlike the elevator in Beijing. So people aren't being thrown per se, but it is just so fast. Pandemonium. I yeah. But I mean just just the speed. It oh my god. Like it's it's like car driving speed. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Mm-mm. No. So thankfully no one was killed. There were at least seven people with very serious injuries. Some had been partially dragged into the machinery at the bottom of the escalator. And then the Italian police said that based, well, initially the mayor of Rome said that some people had been singing and jumping on the bottom of the escalator. But then the Italian police said that based on the footage, that was not true. Hmm. And then here's something that'll mess you up. The same thing, like the same thing, the same exact thing happened in 2016 in Philadelphia, in 2010 in Washington, D.C., following a metallic clicking noise. In 2007, hold on to your ass. In 2017, it happened in Hong Kong on a four-story escalator. Oh, they make them that big? I think it's one of the longest in the world. The picture, the video is upsetting that I don't should think not any, be allowed no i don't think anybody was seriously injured but i mean it is serious like apocalyptic movie footage and it, it's there's a little bit about it in eaten by an escalator <laughs> the documentary where did you find this documentary by the way um i got it on amazon i think it was originally on something else but it wanted me to sign in with my provider and blah 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 and then i just paid two dollars for it on amazon i've been doing that a lot lately i actually did <laughs> yeah. that for next week's episode yeah three dollars on a on an episode <laughs> yeah. or something i have all these like random disaster episodes it, i mean if you like if anyone likes this episode and just is interested in this stuff unfortunately the whole thing it's all better if you see it like i mean not better better is 
severely the wrong word, but it's, you should see it. If you like this, watch Eaten by an Escalator. And a vertical transportation expert in it described this speeding up thing as freefall mode. Mm-mm. And uh-huh. <laughs> and said it can happen when there's a catastrophic failure of some part of the machinery as well as failure of the emergency brake to engage. And that makes me feel like there must be a lot of catastrophic failures because this happens pretty often and this is the only the times when both of those things have gone wrong that are making the news because theoretically if there's a catastrophic failure the emergency brake is stopping it from making the news. But in all of these, no. <laughs> so, uh, and that, yeah, and that's that. This, uh, whew, this is a doozy. Well, I like that's like I actually enjoyed this. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Don't sound so surprised. It's our podcast, Melanie. <laughs> I no, I mean it was just like I feel a little God, bad. This is the that first I was episode like, I've liked. No, I, I feel a little bad that I was, like, laughing about, like, a man that I called old that wasn't old landing on an actual old man. Well, Melanie, as you age, your brain will undergo changes and you may find it harder to be socially appropriate sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that can happen with age to you. Or it could just happen because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, if you want to roast yourself, go for it. So how about some disaster relief? It's going to do a better job than FEMA. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. In terms of disaster relief, it will actually be available to you in a timely manner every episode. Every Wednesday. Unless George we change Bush our minds and go back to Tuesdays. <laughs> we may eventually. <laughs> uh, George Bush is not going to mess things up for you with this no. at all. Um, here we go. I understand that you've only liked one thing this week. Well, I've liked a lot of things, but I think I'm going to space <laughs> my things out. I like okay, to be well, stingy with my things. Okay, I have three. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Stop trying to make me share all my things. I mean, I don't know if you have any things. I have lots of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. This thing is like a person, though, that okay. I just, I stumbled on her. She's an artist from Portland. Um, her name is Erica Lee Sears. Her, I'll just go ahead right off the bat, um, give you her website. It's called atinyrocket.com. I stumbled, it was like one of those Instagram things where I was just like scrolling through. I love artwork anyways, but I saw this painting. It's called Self-Care, and it's basically a point of view in the bathtub, and there's like a bottle of wine, a can of Pabst Blue Ribbon on the side of the tub, a bag of Doritos, and it was just so magical. So I just kind of did a deep dive into the artist. She actually has like a YouTube channel too, um, which I love because she kind of gave like a behind the scenes of like what her workday looks like, which I thought was super fucking awesome because like I said, she's a mama too. So she was just like, oh man, I barely got dinner out today or, <laughs> oh, I Relatable. did a little. Then going back and looking at her artwork, it just like, it made it feel so much more like 
raw and honest and I just appreciated it even more and I don't think I've ever like would have thought that I've fallen in love with like jugs of laundry soap (laughs) but I have her stuff is incredible one day I I will have enough money to afford one of it but check out her stuff it is so beautiful I am looking forward to checking that out (laughs) oh my god do you hear that we should probably that? leave that one in because that's evidence. That one was he, so loud. That snort he, was just like. He left my snort laughing in last time, so I think that should stay. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about mine. I have three, and I like too much stuff, so I'm just going to be brief. Um, The first one, my shit is so obscure. The first one is an app called Ramini. R-E-M-I-N-I, and it is a photo restoration app that I think uses some kind of AI, and I mean, the level of detail that it can recover on, like, old-timey pictures is, it's mind-blowing. I think I've seen this before, because I love that shit so much. Okay, seriously, like, the second we're done, send me an old-timey picture from your family. Oh, I had so many photos like like i'm serious i i need one in my messenger within like five minutes of being done so do you want like color not color um you want find me like a kind of rough old-timey picture all right 70s or earlier i can do that i'll send that to you you can restore it we'll post it i mean it's know that it's not me like you put it into this app and it it uses some kind of magic and it it is like i just keep looking at pictures that i've done and like looking back and forth and i i would not have thought it was possible i don't understand how they do it it's it's staggering i saw that picture that you posted of yourself baby brianne today you should have seen them before it is fucking, you were the cutest little kid, like, ever. <laughs> ever. Um, do I have your phone number? Because I have found that Messenger absolutely, I don't have your phone number. I need it. Why I don't you have my phone number? I don't I know. Gave I you think I did number. at one point. I must not have moved it when I got a new phone. Insane. Anyway, okay. I said I was going to be concise. You're influencing me badly Mm -hmm. melanie uh number two i am reading a book called (laughs) you sent it to me nice called the smoke gets in your eyes and i think it's by well i know it's by caitlin but i'm not sure how her last name is pronounced it's spelled d-o-u-g-h-t-y and she worked in she cremated people (gasps) oh yeah oh Yep. Oh, and it's like I love one that. of those like anecdotes from your job kind of things. And it's really cool. I did I tell you did I talk about the cannonball challenge last week? Um if you did, I'm a shitty friend and I forgot. <laughs> I probably didn't. Um there is a 
thing that I do or attempt to do every year. It's a book reading, like kind of, kind of a book club challenge, only without any assigned books. You can read literally anything you want. And at, so there's this website. God, I've been reading it for so freaking long. I should know how to pronounce the name. I think it's Pajiba. It's P-A-J-I-B-A. And it's like an entertainment and sometimes politics kind of website. It's really good. It's really smart. It's really funny. And there was a commenter who was kind of an OG on the website a long time ago named Alabama Pink. And well, it was obviously not her name. You know what I mean? Right. And she was a mom. She was really cool. And she was like very involved in the community. And then she got cancer and died. And ever since they have done something called the cannonball read in her memory. And basically what it is, is at the beginning of the year, if you're going to participate, you set a goal, which could be 13, 26 or 52 books for the year. And then you, by the end of the year, read that many books and post, I think it has to be at least two paragraphs or maybe it's three, but I think it's two. You post a review with an Amazon affiliate link and the affiliate links generate a little bit of money and at the end of the year, it's all donated to the American Cancer Society in her honor. That is awesome. Yeah. So I always set out to do a 52 book challenge. I've only actually succeeded once um, because something always happens like around March to May. Last year I was doing great. And then the freaking library shut down. Oh, yeah. Um, Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing it again. I'm very excited, and I got some recommendations for something that was just kind of fun and interesting and a page-turner to get started, you know, on the right foot, and got some recommendations from some people in the Facebook group for that website, and a lot of people said, read, because I love Mary Roach books, like, so much, and I think you would, too, if you haven't read Mary Roach. You're fucking up. You need to go. You need to go. I'll get on it you i'm serious like i i don't have the words for how taylor made her books are for you um but i've read them all and people said if you like those try the smoke gets in your eyes and i'm a little over halfway through it and it's awesome also the third and last thing i love my kirby vacuum oh barf it's from the 90s (laughs) Oh, did but you get a refurbished one? I I don't know that it's actually refurbished. I got it at a thrift shop um, earlier this year. Oh, I'm just saying, but like at least secondhand, like yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, because yeah, I got it. I got it for forty bucks at the thrift shop. We had a whole Kirby situation. <laughs> oh God, what happened? We had a, the Kirby salesman, and I've just oh God, oh no, no, no. I'm I'm talking about old timey Kirby's. No, so. When we when I was pregnant with Ava, um, and we moved to Oregon, we lived in an apartment. I mean, we were so broke when we finally got to Oregon. Like Cody was literally eating cereal out of a pint glass and using a slice of bread because we had no spoons. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't he, think I would have ever thought of that. He is the my husband. For anyone that wants to know is the sweetest nicest person ever and he has a big problem saying no 
Uh-oh. Big problem. There was one time he was walking in the mall and one of those kiosks that sell like the little facial cream stuff. The lady told him that his skin was oh, no. terrible. Oh, no, Cody. And it would never be fixed if he didn't buy the cream. He didn't want to buy the cream, but he oh. spent $75 on the cream because <gasps> he didn't know how to tell the lady it was no. So his ego got hurt. And his, his wallet was empty. But anyways, we had a, I went shopping. Like we had a little bit of money. So I'm like, I'm going to go get some food. What kind of ramen you want? <laughs> I get a phone call about halfway through and he's like, I need you to come home. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm not okay. I need you to come home right now. And I'm like, what is going on? He's an emergency. Oh my God. I was like, what happened? He's like, I invited the Kirby man in and I can't get him to leave. (laughs) So I had to come in and do the nose for him. I dated a Kirby salesman a long time ago. Barf. Who would come to my house and and basically pretend to do elevator pitches to kill time. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's it just I, I think all the in all, sales no to stuff, that relationship. The sales stuff I think pisses me off. Like I get the appeal of the Kirby. I know the Kirby worked. The Kirby is great, but just sometimes is it worth well, it? I have nothing to say, and I would probably have nothing good to say about new Kirby's. But I have a Kirby G four from the nineties, and I bought it at a Goodwill for forty dollars. The nineties is a good decade, and I'm sorry I was shitting on your Kirby. <laughs> it's okay. Um, my mom is a Kirby fanatic, and I've always been kind of like, "It's a fucking vacuum, mom." <laughs> and then I got one, and I'm sorry. See, that's the way I am with my cross wave. Your what? My cross wave. I've been talking about my cross wave so much for years that like Lily, um, she got a cross wave for Christmas and we've been texting about it and she's like, I love it. What the fuck is a cross wave? Okay. So a cross wave is basically a mop, but it sweeps at the same time. So it's just like an all in one. So you don't have to do. It looks like a vacuum and it just like sucks everything up, but there's like a strainer. So all the stuff that you would normally sweep up, you just pull out of the strainer and then you dump the water in the toilet. Oh. It is magical. It sounds magical. Lily was like, my hair didn't even wrap around the, what's what's the word? I've lost the word. You know, the little roll. Oh, yeah. I, Yeah. The she, roller brush thing? Yeah, and she's like, I almost cried. <laughs> so that's your next thing. You love the Kirby? Get the crosswave next. Okay, yeah. I I mean, this the, the suction on this thing is shocking. And it didn't work for a couple months. And I was like, fuck these vacuums. This is stupid. I'm getting the 2020 <laughs> vacuum with modern technology. And then I called my mom and I made her walk me through fixing it. And it turned out... Of course, of course, the villain was Emily. You will not be surprised to learn that it was Emily's fault. She had chewed up some some kind of foam and I had tried to vacuum it. I had a reason. I knew it wasn't a good idea. I don't remember what the reason was, but I did have one. Um, tried to vacuum it and then it got a clog in some obscure place inside of it. And then once I learned how to fix it and unclogged it, now um, our love affair 
is back on. I love, so. love, love, love cleaning stuff. <laughs> like yeah. appliances and all that stuff. That's how you know you're an adult. Yeah, me too. When you get excited yeah. about this stuff. I'm excited about your Kirby. Yeah, I will take a... Because I didn't have a vacuum. I'll and do I the have, pressure washer videos. I have videos, four dogs and, you and do two kids Kirby oh, videos. Yes. Okay, listen. I have a section of carpet upstairs that I haven't vacuumed in like three months. And I have four dogs and two kids who love glitter and it's been muddy backyard season and it is such a disaster and I am like waiting for the right moment and the right lighting to vacuum it and I will take a video because it's going to be You're prime so for an infomercial. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me I need to look up a, a video of that whole infomercial thing for you. Okay, go check your texts and then go to bed. Okay, did you send me something sexy? I- I mean, if you think my great grandmother's sexy, that's she is. <laughs> bank <bank-o>, right? <laughs> Vintage spank bank. <laughs> I love it. All right, sweet dreams or no dreams. Sweet dreams or no dreams. Hey, horrible ghouls! Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.